0: trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. It's business. It's business time. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's time for business. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist at Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Oh,
1: pretty good of yourself.
0: Good. A lot of economic data out there today, and I'm going to be interested in hearing is this definitively going to call an end to the Federal Reserve potentially raising interest rates? potentially. Here I am already undercutting that uh, by the end of the year. The weak retail sales and inflation data came out that I think Wall Street's saying the Federal Reserve should be on hold.
1: Yeah, the data has been saying the same thing, you know, that you know if you were going specifically by the data, there is no reason to raise rates, you know, anytime soon. You have uh, CPI trends that are below uh, target. You have expectations of inflation below target. Uh, you have wage growth that is, you know, negative at times in, over recent months. You know, nothing is suggesting that we're going to see an acceleration of inflation back to the target, let alone inflation exceeding the target, you know, any time soon. So based on, on that, you know, there really is no reason to raise rates. Yet, you know, everybody is taking the idea that rates are going to go up because the Fed themselves have been pushing the fact that they kind of want to raise rates, you know, their their idea that things are going to improve and because uh, the impact of a rate hike takes a long time that, you know, you're safe to do it now even though we're not at the right levels because, you know, we're going to get to those levels in the very near future. And and I think what you're seeing in the data is that that's really not going to be the case.
0: Okay. So... You're on record saying no rate increase this year? I i
1: it's impossible to say okay. no rate increase this year. I think that the data would say it shouldn't be raised. And I've been on record saying that, you know, if I was the chair, I wouldn't be rushing to raise. I would, you know, be be waiting, you know, as long as possible. You know, I've gone out and stated multiple times you know, on your program that it's easier to Counter the effects of too much inflation. It is impossible—not no, impossible, but very, very difficult—to counter the effects of disinflationary environment or a deflationary environment. I mean, if you look at what's going on in Japan over the last, you know, 15, 16 years, we we know that you know, quantitative easing, you know, may help on the margin, but it's not the foolproof way of getting the economy back to you know so-called normalization. So if you're going to raise rates and raising rates, you know, will cut into demand, it will slow down the economy which will depress inflation uh from its current trends and your trend right now is below uh what the Fed wants. That's not you know good. That's not a, a prudent measure. Uh it would be better off holding off, you know, waiting, you know, as Larry Summers has said, as, uh, you know, the IMF has announced, as, you know, other economists have come out and stated that, look, the data is the data. The data is not, you know, strong by any means. It's not strengthening by any means. We're not in an area where we expect to see an acceleration beyond what we already have. And if that's the case, you shouldn't raise rates into that, you know, that scenario.
0: But looking back at Japan, for instance, and looking back at the United States for the last 10 years, lower interest rates really haven't sparked a lot of demand or has it? A lot of people think the Fed is just pushing on a string and that maybe we would be better off with no Federal Reserve and just letting the markets play themselves out faster.
1: now I, I don't think taking away the Federal Reserve would make things better. I, I think that, you know, the Fed can't do much when rates are at zero. You know, the, the impact of monetary policy is very, very limited the closer you get to the zero lower bound. And you know, we we know that from other countries. You know, see, you know seeing a similar experience. What we haven't seen, and you know, this is where the Keynesians will, will, will rise up and say, "Hey, you know, we're fighting a fiscal policy that's you know, contractionary. You know, we're we're re- you know using austerity measures. We're reducing the deficit at a time when there is no uh, buyer of last resort. You know, the Fed is supposed to be the backer of banks of last resort, but the U.S. government is supposed to be the buyer of last resort. If businesses are unwilling to take out loans at zero percent, if consumers are unwilling to rack up more debt at zero percent, the Fed you know can't do anything the treasury department and the and the u s government by themselves can you know they can take out debt at these low interest rates and use them for productive investments. you know we could say you know forever that you know we know that bridges need to be replaced, we know that roads need to be replaced we know that you know we could use different rail systems like that, stuff that would put people to work, stuff that would Attract a positive return on investment, especially at these low rates. but the impact is a higher deficit, and there's plenty of people that are concerned and they have a right to be concerned that higher deficits will make things more difficult once rates start rising. but rates aren't rising, and if businesses aren't willing to take on uh, added investment because of you know a long list of of problems uh mainly stemming from the fact that they don't believe demand is going to be there then someone else has to come in and say well we'll be the demand you know we're going to make sure that everything is, is moving ahead and right now that's not happening
0: so when do we and i know this is you're not you're not gonna give me the answer that i want when do we start borrowing money and building bridges and when does congress start saying you know this low cost of money. Let's face it; it's low cost of money. And if we're going to do these repairs and these improvements, let's let's borrow money at a low cost instead of a high cost. Is well, going to happen, or too political?
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's really what it is. I and mean, I, I'm trying to stay out of the politics of the situation. But you know, the, the reality is that the way Congress is is made up of, you know, that that the factions within the Republican Party, the factions within the Democratic Party are not uh, conducive of working together to make a fiscal, uh, you know, policy that's expansionary. I mean, you had how many times has, you know, Chair Bernanke, when he was the Fed, you know, president, Fed chair, go in front of Congress and say, you know, do your job, get you know, spend more money. We 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 need this, and you know, they come back worrying about the dollar or worrying about inflation or worrying about other stuff that the Fed, you know, has managed, you know, not optimally, but they've done a fairly good job. Now the question is, you know, where do we go from here? And I don't know. You know, I, you would like to see some sort of expansionary policy. You'd like to see. You know, consumers take on more debt. You would love to see businesses to start borrowing and expanding. But why would a business, even at 0% interest, take on more debt to expand their facilities when they can't sell any more goods because there just isn't an entrenched demand for those goods? So, you know, that, that's the problem. You know, everybody can't save. If everybody saves, there's no buying and you contract. You need someone on the outside to push your prod, the economy forward, and we don't have that. So we're stuck with this 2%, you know, minimal growth trends that we've been seeing for, you know, the last several years. You know, this new normal type growth that, that PIMCO talked about, you know, back with 2011, and, and that's really what we have.
0: Looking in, in changing the topic ever so slightly back to retail, The numbers for autos were pretty staggeringly high. I know you've done a lot of work with autos in the past. Is this a good sign, or is this uh, Americans throwing money into cars and not houses? I I, I mean, the reality
1: is that you hadn't bought any cars for a number of years during the Great Recession. And, you know, consumers are finally back on on a footing where they are able to take on more debt. So why would you sink money into your old dilapidated car, when you could buy a new one at a relatively cheap price and relatively good, uh, you know, interest rates. So the fact that we're seeing the the return of the auto sector is a good sign. It says that consumers are a little bit more stable and, you know, they're finally, you know, removing some of these old vehicles uh, from the marketplace.
0: Anything else that you're working on that you think we should
1: highlight as we wind down the segment? I think everybody is still fixated on the same thing and I think that's how it is. You know, uh, I joke with, uh, with Pat that I become a Fed watcher, something that I I generally don't like to do. You're just spending all this time focusing on the minutiae of their statements, you know, trying to piece, you know, out, you know, an adjective here or a verb there that may give you an idea of what the Uh, Fed is going to do but the reality is you know the Fed shouldn't raise rates if it was actually data dependent We've been seeing the data come in weak. We know globally the data has been weak if all these trends are true There is no reason to expect and there no reason should the Fed raise rates in 2015 Thanks very much
0: Talking the economy with Dr. Jeff Rosen, briefing.com, a trusted source of information both domestically and internationally tied towards the economy, tied towards stock markets, and much, much more. Um, I really only hit the economy and uh, stock market perspective, market strategy, but briefing has technical issues. They've got story stocks. They've got breaking news. They've got uh, wrap-ups of quarterly earnings calls. Check it out at briefing.com. That's briefing.com.